0: Yes And I'm George and I'm George and I'm George and I'm George and I'm George. And I'm George and I'm George. and I'm George and I'm George and I'm George and I'm George and I'm George. And I'm George. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around them.
1: He's making funny hand movements. (laughs)
0: Because I talk with my hand.
1: You do. It doesn't work in a podcast.
0: I don't do it because there's a podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Happy maniversary. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Do I I get cake?
1: If you want. (laughs)
0: I made you cookies last night. I know, and you were so happy they didn't taste like chickpeas. (laughs) They didn't. This is how you know somebody loves you. They make cookies for you, even if you're not going to eat them, because they want cookies. And with a special diet, you just adapt to whatever I need. I do. I don't have any cookie makings around this house that you wouldn't be able to eat. So when you make cookies, they're ones I could eat. And unfortunately, in the past, sometimes they've tasted like chickpeas. Yes. (laughs) So you were so happy. Last night, they didn't taste like chickpeas.
1: I was. Yeah. I, I got the cookies out of the oven. I said, hey, we've got chocolate chip cookies, and I had tasted the dough,
0: uh-huh.
1: and the dough definitely
0: tasted like chickpeas. Oh, so you were worried about that. I, I was. <laughs> not just for the usual reason.
1: I know that the Bob's Red Mill, if I want to make cookie dough, for the sake of eating cookie dough, I'm going to need to use the Pamela's and not the Bob's Red
0: Mill. Right, but you still had Bob's Red Mill, and this is because I eat gluten-free. yes. For a long, 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 long time, with a little break in the middle, because these things happen, <laughs> <laughs> just like marriage and divorce and marriage.
1: Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So.
1: You've been on tea for a year now. Yes. That's
0: kind of awesome. It is awesome, and it's it's a year of tea, and and I'm I'm one of those people who did the a gra- more gradual. Than intended. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you teared In case, up slowly. Yes. You started on 50, and then you went to like 75, 80, and then you went to 100, and now you're on 120 every week.
0: Yes. And that that wasn't intentional, although I think it can be useful, but there were problems during that. And um so I'm a year on T. I'm not a year on the dose I'm on on T, but, but... um
1: It seems to be working out well for it you. It seems
0: to be... Really well balanced at this point. Yes. Yes. And uh, so I can happily celebrate a year.
1: Yay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Time does fly when you're getting a prick in the ass, as my friend Finn says.
1: <laughs> yes, that's great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't flying before that.
1: We we actually took your measurements last night because we wanted to see. We've sort of been taking pictures, not terribly regularly, but we took a set of pictures within a month of you starting tea, and we just took another set last night, and we had taken some others in between. And we were like, wow, you look like a man. <laughs> Holy crap, who was that?
0: <laughs> the the old pictures were a bit horrifying, because I'm like, ah, how did that happen to me? <laughs> Good thing I fixed it. Yes. Yeah. And, and we didn't take pictures regularly, and we didn't exactly take the same pictures. There's one... We took last night uh of like just my back, but standing more uh relaxed
1: you you have your elbows out like men do they they don't tuck their elbows in by their sides when they walk, they have their elbows out,
0: yeah, and I've noticed that in other videos I've pointed out to you when when we see one of the guys start tea, and then within a certain amount of months their their posture different. is different,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had to learn to walk with my elbows in to be
0: a girl. Yeah, you had to learn to be a girl. I did. <laughs> it didn't come naturally I to you. Did
1: not. No. But, you know, my natural presentation was not terribly conducive to professionalism and being taken seriously as a anything. <laughs> <laughs> As a teacher, with, as a with, performer, as a.
0: Without some of the training that you gave yourself. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: you know. <clears throat> hmm. So I had to learn to tuck my elbows in like a lot of trans girls and trans feminine performers do. They yeah. have to learn the postures. I had to
0: learn the postures even though I was. Even born though with your a category badge. is uh, Princess Man.
1: Yes. Mm hmm. That's, that's why they used to think I was in drag when I would go to the gay bars, I would get hit on by more guys than I did by girls, because everybody thought that I was backwards.
0: (laughs) You might be, but not exactly that way. Not like
1: that. (laughs) So, but yeah, looking at your pictures, you look good, boy. Thank you. You're welcome. We got some measurements here. We thought we'd rattle them off for our friends because they can't see you.
0: No, they can't. We have measurements that were from the year before transition as well from from before our wedding.
1: Yes, because you ordered a custom-made men's suit to fit your body, which was at the time not a typically male body. And so to order these, and the, the tailor got confused.
0: Yes. And what did
1: you say to me? I said, he's expecting something to hang there that isn't.
0: You said, he can't see where your psychic balls are, so <laughs> you're going to have to explain that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because he was confused. He was. Yeah. But. Because it wasn't long enough in the inseam, according to the tailor. Right. And it was at that time for me. hmm Um. Just fine.
1: Right. So if we start at the top with your neck was just over 14 inches, 14 and an eighth uh, at the wedding. And then just last night it was just over 14 and a half, which isn't a huge increase. But the way that it meets your shoulders means that you used to wear a 14 and a half neck shirt. And now you need a 15 and a half or a 16.
0: Yes. Otherwise, I can't button the top button. Right. Yeah. Which is not conducive to trying to apply a tie to no, your collar.
1: <laughs> no, it is not. Your shoulder breadth was 15 fifteen and a half at the wedding and fifteen and three quarters the week you started tea. And now it is seventeen inches. Yes. So that's good. I have a
0: lot of shirts that didn't fit.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, you've had to you've had to give away a lot of shirts and a lot of them and I know you felt bad about this because you had bought them when you first started transition. Because you were getting rid of all your old... You, it was the closet purge.
0: It was a closet purge. And um, some of them I had bought for other weddings we had gone to, too. So that yes. I could wear a, a tie, my suit and tie. But the they didn't fit in the neck. They didn't fit in the shoulders. And they didn't fit in the arms. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. Because of the neck and shoulders.
1: Right. And so you bought some shirts right when you decided to transition and they don't fit you anymore
0: no no fortunately i don't spend a lot of money on these however it doesn't make me any more pleased to buy more things
1: right and if we go down from there your bicep used to be 12 inches now it's 13 and a half mhm your chest your rib cage was 34 inches and your overbust measurement under your armpits was like 34 also. But now it's more like 36 because you got those back muscles starting to spread out. Yeah. And your waist was 36 inches. It's now down to 33 and a half.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is funny because you used to have much more of the pear shape. It was thinner and then wider from the top down.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And you'd think that your waist would have been thinner and now that you have a little man belly, that it would have gone up, but it didn't. No. So your waist went down by two and a half inches and your hips went down by three inches. You were uh thirty-eight and a half the week you started tea. You're now thirty-six and a quarter. You were thirty nine at the wedding. Mm hmm. Um, your lower—that was your upper hips—and your lower hips are thirty seven and a half, and they used to be forty. Mm hmm. So your your butt and your hips are much nicer, and that was one of the first things that happened. That and your neck, like your changes went from the outside in.
0: Yes, they did. Yeah, the first thing our our friends noticed—the ones that that I came out to first. Mm hmm. Um. He he noticed, my friend noticed, my face was square and my neck was bigger. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember, I remember my, my work wife didn't believe that, probably because she was seeing me every day.
1: She didn't notice that change, yeah. whereas your friend was seeing you like once every couple weeks or every month. And
0: When he said it, you could see it right away, but you mm-hmm. see me, you know.
1: I do see you every day, and when he said that, I was like, yeah, yeah, it is and i hadn't noticed because i hadn't been paying attention to what was changing but when he pointed it out i was like yeah that's accurate
0: mhm
1: so yeah your your neck and your hips were the first things to change and they really look good your thigh has gone down an inch and a half at the wedding the measurement around the circumference of your thigh was 24 and a half inches and now it's 23
0: mhm
1: your calves haven't changed
0: no they haven't but but as i pointed out last night when we we're doing all these measurements um Everything is solid.
1: The shape of them has. The The measurement hasn't, but everything, like, if you look at all these numbers, they're all going down, but your weight has gone up.
0: Yeah, my weight has gone up, and it's all solid. It's not flesh, it's muscle. It is. Like, everything is muscle. It's really nice. I like it.
1: I do, too. Yeah. You're hot. Thanks. (laughs) Um, Your feet, on the other hand.
0: Yeah, my feet were more recent, and, you know, they might have been...
1: They can hear you petting your so- arm hair. Sorry,
0: it was me feeling the muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling the muscles.
1: He's sitting here rubbing on his... I, I do.
0: I pet my arm hair and my face fur. And, yeah,
1: <laughs> you do. I you do. pet yourself. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, we're on a podcast. I have to wait for later. Anyhow, go ahead.
1: <laughs> your feet?
0: Yes, my feet. Um, <laughs> you know what they say about big feet. Well... I've always had big feet.
1: You have? Yes.
0: And I got them down to a size seven and a half around the wedding because I was doing lots of these classes that were barefoot and you really tone up your feet. However, once I started tea, my feet have gotten wider and my shoes started getting uncomfortable and I thought, what is going on with this? And I think that's where people say, "Oh, your feet don't grow, they don't grow, but the the muscles change The muscles change, and so my feet are wider, and they are we We measured them last night, they are longer.
1: They are longer um about a year ago, right around the time you started tea. I don't know if it was just before or just after, but it was when you ordered your first pair of barefoot shoes. yeah, so I bet it was were you wearing barefoot shoes to the barefoot class?" No. No, so it was after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um you were at nine and three quarters inches on your right foot. Nine and seven eighths inches on your left foot. Mm-hmm. And now your right foot is ten and a quarter inches and your left foot is ten and a half inches. Yes,
0: yeah, so that's a half an inch on my right foot. And three quarters no. Three eighths. Three eighths. On the left foot. On the left, yes. And
1: no, five-eighths. Five-eighths. Five-eighths on the left foot.
0: Oh, yeah, you have it written over a half, over a quarter. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had to buy shoes. You did have to buy shoes. Mostly because they were so uncomfortable, they were hurting. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that before, but the, the thing about it is um, I had shoes in a couple different sizes because in the winter I wear thicker socks and in the summer I wear really thin socks. Yes. And so I needed shoes that were uh half a size bigger for winter. So I had some shoes that were bigger. And I even had a couple pairs of boots that were almost like...
1: A full-size full large size so you could wear really thick so real, socks.
0: Really thick socks for winter conditions or hiking. Right. And so I had those as backups, but then I had to start wearing them with thin socks. And I even had to take insoles out of some of them Yeah. because I couldn't fit my foot in there. And, and actually try to walk in the shoe.
1: <laughs> and even your extra big hiking boots don't fit your feet anymore.
0: No, I had to buy some. And, and we, we they just were, got you
1: last night some uh, toe hiking shoes. Yes. And that's why we measured your foot again.
0: Yes. So I had a seven and a half at the wedding, and I expected that to go up a little. But because I had barefoot shoes, I didn't expect it to go up a lot. Now, the barefoot shoes still fit.
1: The barefoot shoes still fit, but they've got a lot of give, especially yeah. in the flexibility of the the footbed is meant to conform to your foot. And the top is really stretchy so that it has a lot of give around when your Different feet...
0: Different shapes. Shape, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But the boots I bought are nine and a half. Mm-hmm. And that's with a regular hiking sock. Yes. And I have to put, because of the different sizes of my feet, which seem more prominent than before I- as far as comfort goes.
1: You used to be an eighth of an inch off from one foot to the other. Now you're a quarter inch.
0: Yeah. And so what I do is I have to put a thicker insole in the right shoe mm-hmm. of all, every, everything. Yeah. But especially the boot because we're usually going much farther and and I'll end up with a blister otherwise. Correct. Well, we did put a thick insole in one. Last time, and just the other boot was regular. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: No insole. Right. And it was perfect.
1: Yes. And we didn't lose ourself that day.
0: No. no <laughs> we didn't lose ourselves. So the, the shoe thing's a big deal, because I've always had a hard time picking out shoes. And, um, because I have very flat feet, but I don't want any arch support. Uh, because it hurts. It hurts, yeah. And, uh, so the fact that I had to do that, um, mm-hmm. It, I really didn't expect it that much. I thought, oh, well, your feet probably do change. and I bet it's like half a size and, you know, not two sizes.
1: Because you see people online saying, everybody says your feet don't change, but they do. And I don't see everybody saying your feet don't change. I see everybody saying that everybody says.
0: Well, the official medical people say your feet don't change.
1: No, your skeletal structure does not grow, but the musculature around it does.
0: Yes. And the fact of the matter is feet change. Size, shoe size, depending on your weight. Yes. Anyway, they do. And my weight is more.
1: Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all your measurements have gone down, and your weight has gone up. And I think we said that once, but it's yeah.
0: you, You're dense. The other thing that happened is I did that thing where guys get kind of chubby looking, and the, because you got the muscle starting underneath the the fat that's still there, and then the fat starts to go down, and so I got. Where hardly anything fit me.
1: Every, yeah, everybody and, hits the chubby stage.
0: But I knew it was a chubby stage, so I just left it alone and tried to fit in my biggest clothes and left the other ones for later. Right. Which that can continue to change. I've heard a lot of guys at about two years say that they really slim back down.
1: Mm hmm. That's cool. Now you've got hair all over too. I like over the hair. course of the last year, you got hair all over. You like pet your arms and pet your face, and <laughs> it's
0: yeah. It, some of it's more recent, um, kind of sprouting more mm-hmm. than it was before, and um, and then one of the things I, you know, like most trans guys, you want your facial hair, and if it's kind of there, you want to know why isn't it more there? What you can do about it? Right. I like my facial hair, and I wanted to figure out how can I promote my facial hair growth. (laughs) So I looked on on the computer just earlier this week, and it said, don't shave. Yes. Which has been a a non-option, because I would look scraggly. You would. But this week, I decided, too bad. I'm not shaving mm-hmm. and I stopped on Tuesday and then a Thursday at work I said to my coworker, okay you have to just let me know if I start looking scraggly because I've decided I'm not shaving because I want my beard to grow uh-huh. you know the hair follicles to to sprout and, and you know she's mm-hmm. like okay well you don't look scraggly which to me I did but that's because I like to look at my facial hair and so I know it's there and
1: yeah, you pay more attention to that stuff. Yeah.
0: But because you have different hair follicles kind of sprouting at different rates, if you give them a, a break from shaving, what happens with shaving according to what the, all the things I was reading this week is initially they grow faster and then they don't. Mm-hmm. So all the ones that were at a smaller rate are getting nicked off and not getting a chance to get stronger. Mm-hmm. So you just try to leave them alone. And so I decided I'll just use the beard trimmer. But my beard trimmer is really tiny, so we have to consider that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's got a decent guard on it, though. I mean, you've been... It does. ...keeping everything pretty even. It looks not bad.
0: No, I only but... shaved under the chin because that gets the uh, that grows the fastest. Oh, okay. And The rest of it I left alone.
1: But it looks good. It doesn't look too scraggly. You are starting to get a little scruffy-looking, like... You haven't shaved, but...
0: But it's the weekend, so...
1: Yeah. You can get away with it for now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When's your next haircut?
0: Uh, I can tell you. Because you've asked me that more than once, so I'm just going to tell you now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, Thursday.
1: Thursday. Okay. I only ask because the way that your sideburns go up into the side of your hair...
0: You and I could fix that with the guarded... Uh, beard trimmer. Probably We can okay. I did it myself last time very carefully
1: I bet <laughs> Around my ears <laughs> You're very protective of those uh, sideburns I,
0: I like my sideburns
1: I know yeah. I think it's great Are you going to make me start coloring them soon
0: too? You did last time a little bit
1: A little bit But I let them, let them
0: stay mostly They were gray. fine with you, Whatever you did to them they were fine Okay good Yeah I don't want to look my age
1: No you don't
0: I'll feel tired and I look in the mirror. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, you got whiskers on your face. You got hair all freaking over. Mm-hmm. And it tends to go in this cycle of you get more of it, but it's still the fine stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it gets, like, fuzzier.
0: Then it gets longer. Then it gets
1: longer, yes. And then it gets darker and more noticeable. Yes. And then it'll do it again to... Fill in more and fill in more.
0: Yes, and I I have hair growing towards the inside of my arms, and I have it t- growing towards my palms, like as far over as the hair follicles can seem to.
1: You getting hairy sprout. palms? I,
0: I I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely it goes far. And yeah, I, I like it. I like all of it. It's all he's, great. He's
1: standing there just staring at his arms again.
0: <laughs> see, it's almost going to the inside of my wrist.
1: I see it. You said that your hormone balance is probably one of the best things.
0: Yes. I think that is the best thing ever. Now that I actually have one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now that it's all balanced. Yeah. And I felt bad for you because you decided to transition just after menopause hit. Yeah. And I think that was probably the thing that pushed you over the edge the most.
0: It did. It pushed me to the absolute edge.
1: That was hell.
0: It was. If I had thought of it again earlier, you know, I had, I had taken it off the the burners so long ago that I hadn't reconsidered it, again and realized that that was an option. Mm-hmm. So it took me a long time to come back around to going. Oh wait, there is a solution to this problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny to me, and it had come to me a couple times during the time that we were getting ready for the wedding. And, um, when we were getting ready to move and during those first couple of months at this house before you chose to transition, it kept popping up in the back of my head and I couldn't figure out why the heck it was
0: there that I... You're kind of like that.
1: Yeah. And so I was dismissing it because like, I think I've said this before, the guy I dated before you was also a trans guy. And... Right. You know, I kept thinking, like, what the hell? He's not that big of a deal. Why am I thinking about trans guys? Uh-huh. And I thought it was something to do with him and some weird thing in my subconscious. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? And no, it's just my husband.
0: Yes. It was just me.
1: It was just you.
0: Well, and that was certainly one of the big um parts of the light bulb going on is um, because... Of your ability to adapt to that kind of stuff. Mm hmm. It was, that was a big reason I didn't finish transitioning before, is I didn't have that kind of support. Right. And I was a lot of support, um, th- that was my role.
1: In the relationship previous.
0: Yes, this. and, and that was my role in most of my life previously. Mm hmm. And, um,
1: we're, we're both natural caregivers. We're both natural take charge kind of people,
0: but, but also, you know, you get used to things and you put yourself there and, Mm -hmm. and, um, you can change that, but yes, you have to know that then realize it, both -hmm. both know it and realize it. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, it kind of finally all the gears all clicked into place of the situation of, adaptability on your side and my need and then the the hormones just kind of swallowing me up at that point uh-huh you know yeah um when you have to take something this big and put it aside you have you put it far enough back that it doesn't keep coming into your periphery because you can't handle that no so you you put it really far back there and it's like something in the back of your closet that you just...
1: Never even see because everything else is in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And forget
0: it's in there or almost forget it's in there. Yeah, I have those shoes somewhere in the back of my closet. Yeah, I have that gender change need somewhere in the back of my closet. But (laughs) I have all these other things to do.
1: But then you married a pansexual. Yes. And then menopause hit. Yes. And then you fixed it. Yes, I did. And you said it feels great.
0: It feels so great. It's amazingly great in a lot of ways.
1: The sense of feeling right, your brain feels right inside of your own head.
0: Yes. And when I hear my voice, it sounds right. Like we, when we recently played my, my. Yeah. Voice recording from the beginning of the podcast before tea. Mm hmm. And this, it, it sounds like, what?
1: I know. Like, who the heck is that?
0: Yeah. And I think. I had adapted to that voice and and a lot of the things about it that I didn't like, but just turned down, kind of like you have to turn down pain if it's just too much. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, you just turn down the volume dial on that distraction.
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't have to now, and I can be perfectly happy about it.
1: Yay adaptability, but yay for fixing it. Yes. And then the other thing you said was that your social place and the way that other people interact with you.
0: It is very different. It's its nice to not be in this place where people don't know what to do with you. And I think that that can be kind of fun to fuck with people when you have to be in that place where people don't know what to do with you. Yes. But it's kind of nice to be in the place where people do know what to do with me because I always knew what I thought should be happening Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, so then you, again, adapt to that. Yes. Like, I go in the store, and I need to get something. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and the pretty little sales girl just walks up and says, how can I help you? Doesn't ask, can I help you? She just assumes, how can I help you?
0: Yes, because I'm a man. And you need help. I do, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> right. <laughs> they they already have the social training for this they factor. Do. They do. And before I would need help, but no, I just had to do it myself because they weren't going to know what to do with me. And it sounds odd, but queer people who are listening to this surely can't find that odd.
1: No, I think a lot of gender nonconforming individuals will understand that sense of, hi, I'm here and nobody knows what to do with me. So nobody's even acknowledging me. And the ones that do are really hella awkward.
0: Yes. And if they did actually say, you did actually solicit their help then because they wouldn't just come over and say, Hi, I'm here to help you. Yes. <laughs> um, And send them in the back to get a different size pair of shoes. They'd be so confused by the fact they were dealing with you. They couldn't find the shoes and they'd come back with no shoes. So not a lot of good any of it did you. Yes. So you just did it yourself. You looked for it yourself. And mm-hmm. now I can just go in and look and- look around in the store like I'm looking for something. And some woman will come up to me and say, How can I help you?
1: Yes, and then they are not dealing with the gender thing, so they can just deal with the customer service thing.
0: Yes, the super glue is in aisle seven, or what size do you wear nine and a half? I'll go get it
1: yes i I still get the confused. Especially when I forget to tuck in my elbows.
0: <laughs> I bet especially then. Yeah. Because I've seen you in the kitchen when you're cooking and you're walking around like...
1: <laughs> That's the, my kitchen, man. I'm the chef.
0: You're going to grill something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm, I'm not the cook. I'm not the washerwoman. No. I'm the head chef.
0: Yes. You don't, you don't want the clothes wrinkled. It's not your job.
1: You know who does know what to do with me? Who? The cute butch at Trader Joe's.
0: Oh, that's good. You've got to have somebody who knows what to do with you, <laughs> I think. Yes. Yeah. And I, I can help now. Yes. Because now there's only one of us confusing the hell out of everybody. Yay!
1: <laughs> and that's that's great because I think when you were early in transition, I was kind of doing that too. I was sort of bearding you. I would go a little extra femme to bump your masculinity quotient. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, and I could kind of put you slightly to the side in front of me, and then they'd know what to do. Yes. They'd say, oh, here's this lady and her husband. Mm-hmm. And now I could go a little bit more and be like, okay, here we are. Get her this. Mm-hmm. And they'll get it.
1: They will. Yes, they will. They will. It's kind of great. Yeah. It's so weirdly heteronormative.
0: <laughs> but but it, it needs to be that way for everybody.
1: You know... I wish it didn't, but I understand the social benefits and the cultural benefits, you know, for us, I mean, you know, being completely selfishly pragmatic here. We get what we need when we act like cishet folk.
0: Yes. You can. You can. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eh. And before, you can't. No. No. And there are certain, there are certain times and places when you can, when you get around that because you've got somebody else who's also non-normative in what, one of these categories, like the mm -hmm. keep butch at the Trader Joe's, Mm -hmm. who knows what to do with you. Yes. And they're like, oh, good, somebody else who fits in my category. Let me help them. Yes. And I found that a lot when I moved to this town from California Mm -hmm. because Non-conforming people here in the queer
1: community. community
0: would be really happy to see you and be very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Whereas, when I when I spent some time in California, the the queers there seemed to be very um, clickish, mm-hmm. and so it was always kind of odd.
1: Yeah, and out there you get, and in a lot of big cities where the queer community is fairly large. They don't have to be, you know. They don't have that minority survival cultural instinct of "you are like me, so let's help each other."
0: Mm-hmm. But then there's a lot of that helping going on. Let me tell you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. You are a man now.
0: I am. I was. And
1: you crossed the street with your work wife, and it was funny.
0: Yes, it was funny because overall I do have a um, male privilege where I'll be standing somewhere and they will help me. Mm-hmm. And there are places I do not, and one of them is crossing the street.
1: They'll run your ass over.
0: You need to put the person with the boobs in front of you. <laughs> you <do. laughs> because they will see her and they will stop trying to run everybody over. Yes. Yes, they'll get out of the way.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, that's what I say when we're, we're crossing. No, you go first. You have the boobs.
1: <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Your hats don't fit anymore.
0: My hats don't fit either. Mm-mm. No, uh, some really cool hats, which I think my son will enjoy.
1: I think number two will.
0: Our number two child who really insisted I should never shave again in my life. <laughs> He also pets my leg hair. He I'm does. He loves
1: your your body hair. Yeah,
0: he's like, oh, good. He
1: loves your masculinity. He He, does. he feels like, oh, my gosh, finally, there's another man around. Mm-hmm. Because number one is not, and I'm not enough.
0: Yes. You don't look like a... He can't see the man part of your princess man.
1: Not anymore. He used to.
0: Yeah, he can't. mm It has to be all or nothing. He's kind of that uh, at is. that stage. He's at that developmental stage mm-hmm. of um, it is or it isn't. Yes. That's final.
1: But the kids aren't here, so can we be done talking about them right now?
0: Oh, yes, please. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know. Okay.
1: <laughs> ah! So there's our one-year auntie recap.
0: Right. I'm looking at you like, there's something on the tip of my brain. What was it? I think that's it.
1: Oh, that's it. Yeah. Good. Thanks. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! So.
0: Hang on now. I have to move things around. They're just in the wrong piles. Mm-hmm. I don't want that.
1: Okay. Okay. You were going to get an eye twitch because your desk was messy. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're awful. <laughs> the things were not lined up properly. <laughs> <laughs>